Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious for sharing tips on living a healthier plant based lifestyle. I am your host, Vicki. And this is Larissa. And for those of you keeping count, this is episode 172. All right, so you are a veggie source living with one or more metasauruses. What do you do? This is a topic that comes up very often for vegetarians, vegans, and their families. So in this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to be sharing some ideas for making a multivore household work for you and keeping everyone smiling and happy. <laughs> All right. Uh, normally, we would have a new iTunes rating here, but this week, unfortunately, we do not have any new iTunes rating. So if you've been thinking, ah, oh, I need to leave them a rating... Now's the time now to do it. would be a great time. <laughs> uh, we value all of our ratings, but we do read our five-star ratings on the show because we are super, super duper grateful for those because they help people find the show. So that is one way you can help support us at no cost to you except for a couple of minutes of your time. Yep, that's great. And we would really greatly appreciate it. All right, let's move into the main topic. All right, why don't we start off with uh, some stats? Yeah, that sounds good. First. All right, so this is from an infographic that I found on Alicia Silverstone's The Kind Life website. And it's talking about, uh, there were more par parts to this infographic, but I, I took out the parts about uh, partners. So whether it's husband, wife, husband, husband, wife, wife, roommates, even I would say, you know, so people who are living together, what are, what's their eating lifestyle, I guess? So partners of vegan men, and I, I think in this instance, this is talking specifically about like either marital partners or like relationship partners, but I think that you could extend this to like roommates as well. Okay. So partners of vegan men, 48% uh, are vegan, 15% are vegetarian, and 37% are omnivore. When it comes to vegan women, 27% of their partners are uh, vegan, as opposed to 48% of, of partners of men, right? 15% mm -hmm. uh, again are vegetarian and 58% are omnivore. And then when we're talking about veg uh, vegans who have vegan or vegetarian partners, 49% of those partners adopted a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle after meeting their partner. 25% uh, adopted the lifestyle before meeting. And then 26% adopted the lifestyle at the same time. So I guess that would be us, right? That's right. Uh, and then uh, just one more, one more thing. Vegans who have omnivore partners, 64% of those partners eat vegan meals with their, their vegan, right. But eat meat alone. So without, okay. 23% uh, eat some vegan meals, even when they're not with their partner. So I guess maybe they're a little bit vegan. And then 13% uh, of those partners only eat meals with animal products. So they eat no vegan or vegetarian meals. All right. So in the stats you were sharing, though, these are, uh, when you say partners of vegan men, that's not men and it can't be really men and men then, right? It's talking more. No, I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter? No. Okay. I, I don't think so. Okay. 
and then because uh well and i was looking at the little infographic i guess we're gonna have a link to it in the show mm-hmm. notes okay because it had a little man and a woman and i was thinking i wonder if that changes at all mm-hmm. if you know who they used in that if they used you know you know that's a good question and i i don't know that it said specifically mm-hmm. um so it very well may have just been heterosexual couples yeah because if know. you have two vegan if you have two men one of them is vegan does that mean that the other partner would be you know 48 yeah. you know what i'm saying included in that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i don't know that's mm. that's a good um that's a really good question so and we'll we'll put it in the show notes right. and you can decide <laughs> but you know really these stats though it, they don't surprise me much mm-hmm. because as we talk to folks in our peas and carrots our closed facebook group uh peas and carrots society they that sounds about right mm-hmm. you hear some of the challenges from being in a multivore household and you you this seems right mm-hmm. in line with that right and you know this is a topic that does come up quite often in that group people asking questions well you know how do you deal with this or uh, whether it's in your immediate household or whether it's extended family members so i'm going to you know my cousin's birthday party and i'm the only vegan you know how do i how would you guys handle that or, or things like that so it does come up quite a bit all right let's share some tips and let's start with a really good foundational tip, which I think was really a big part of why we even formed this podcast, mm-hmm. and that is mutual respect. So not really pushing your eating style on others, because that can lead to arguments and resentment. I like to say, I'll worry about what's on my plate, you, you worry about what's on yours. And of course, when you live with somebody, that does become a little bit more challenging. Mm-hmm. But I think that if we respected each other a little bit more and in return, we should expect that respect back to us. Right. right? Yeah. That's, that's the point I was going to make is that it's not just, uh, this isn't just aimed at vegetarians and vegans and saying, you know, don't, don't preach about the bacon on your partner's plate. It's also about your, the partner of a vegetarian or vegan uh, saying not, not kind of, giving them a hard time about having a meal that's all plant-based and well, does that have any protein? How are you getting enough protein? You know, uh, that can't be good for you, things like that. So it goes both ways. Yeah. And it can, because it can lead to arguments and just resentment and people putting up more walls. And that's why we wanted to make this podcast very open and friendly. And we call this a no bully zone because we don't think we're better than anybody else, but we do, this is something we firmly believe in for ourselves and we want to be with like-minded people who respect others and also respect themselves right so then also you know don't feel like you have to do something you're not comfortable doing so if you're not comfortable cooking meat then don't feel like you have to do it just because it's for your your spouse yeah and i think this is where you see some when we talk about the peas and carrots and we see some folks in there with questions or just venting a little bit about some of the challenges that they're experiencing some of it comes from this type of thing have Mm -hmm. feeling like they are doing something wrong Mm -hmm. by by expressing their desire not to cook meat right right that goes against what they believe right so then you know kind of going along with that decide i couldn't do it i can tell you that i wouldn't mm -mm. yeah Mm -mm. well and you know i the only time that i do is if it's for a pet 
Yeah, and that was in the, that was that's still in extenuating circumstances. Mm-hmm. That's when, like for example, when Molly when was Molly dying, was really sick, uh, yeah. and we had to make her eat anything we could. Mm-hmm. We had to do it, and that was right. a, that. But that was very extenuating circumstance. I wouldn't do it if we were having people over. No, no, and that's why a big reason why we stopped hosting. Thanksgiving here, which is fine. My brother's house is bigger, anyways. <laughs> we don't have to deal with the cleanup. But uh, we didn't want, we didn't feel right about hosting um, Thanksgiving here, right? Because we didn't, you know, we always cooked the turkey and we did all that, and and uh, yeah, I it's not, it's just not something that we do anymore. So again, decide on your limits. So are you okay cooking meat? Um, will you buy it but not cook it? You know, some people are don't want to cook it, but they're okay with buying it. We don't really even want to buy it, um, again, unless it's that one exception. Uh, do you not even want it in your house? Some people don't even want it in our house, um, in their house. I, you know, I'm okay with it if somebody brings something over that has meat. I'm fine with it, uh, but I, you know, we just don't cook it. And then also if somebody else comes over or if you have an omnivore in your household do you want them to use separate pans for meat? right and that's very easy to accomplish i mean you get a set of pans and and mark them or we get them a different color and then you know um, make those the meat pans right and then i think you know along those lines i think it is important that i don't think you can have to necessarily tell everybody hey everybody this is what i believe but i think that if people are saying can you just make this for me or put this on the grill or something along those lines you 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 should feel comfortable saying i'm sorry that's not something i'm comfortable with and it doesn't have to be confrontational mm-hmm. such as what yeah i'm i'm a vegetarian how dare you, know, you how ask dare me to do you? that yeah, yeah. exactly I think it's just a matter of how you just matter-of-factly say it mm-hmm. and unapologetically. I mm-hmm. don't think you have anything to apologize for either. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, so, you know, one thing that can help. So if let's say we were in a multivore household. Uh, one thing that could help would be uh, bulk cooking. And we talk about bulk cooking a lot, right? And freezing. So bulk cooking and freezing meals. So if you're okay with cooking meat then and you're cooking for omnivores in your household this can reduce the amount of time or the amount of days you actually have to cook meat dishes so as a you know because when before we became vegetarians it was meat every single night you know and sometimes in the morning with bacon or sausage and so it was an everyday thing but if you don't want to do that, there are ways that you can bulk cook these things and then not have to do it every single day. So maybe do it twice a week, right? And that'll right. last you last your your omnis for the week. And you can do easy to make vegetarian things like uh, meals, like recipes, soups, chili I mean, recipes, <laughs> <laughs> like chili soups. Cook up stews. a batch of recipes. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds tasty. <laughs> Uh, that you can individual, you can make them into individual portions and then heat them up and others can add meat to them if they so choose. Right. And I think that's a big thing is because a lot of these, especially the soups and stews and things like that, uh, are very easy to make as a vegetarian dish. And you can even, you don't have to use beef broth. You don't have to use chicken broth. You can use vegetable broth, you know, so make that vegetarian. And then it's so easy to just cook some meat on the side and add it in. 
Yes, and I think you're also making it easy in a, in a non-pushy way mm-hmm. for someone to actually make the choice not to add meat to it. Right. Right? Because right. I I just came back from my 30-year high school reunion last night. Came back. It was down. It was in town. But, I, you know, I went to that uh, last night. And I was talking with several of my for- former classmates about the podcast. And while most were not vegetarians, I will say many did acknowledge that they wanted to eat less meat Mm -hmm. and doing things like this where you make something really good and you already make it individual. Why not just eat it without the meat? Right. You might be inspiring somebody to just say, Oh, I'll try that stew without the meat. Right. Exactly. And you know, especially if you, you're not one who's comfortable with cooking meat, then you, you do this, you freeze them, thaw them out for dinner. Say you've got you know, maybe four people in your household. Maybe there's two of you who are vegetarian, uh, thaw out four portions and then say to the other two, okay, you know, if you want uh, meat, there's meat in the freezer. You can cook it yourself. <laughs> you know, of course it's a little, if it's a little kid, then get, you know, an adult to do it, but, uh, or you may have to, but, you know, um, and meanwhile, you're already eating. Exactly. (laughs) But, you know, it makes it easy to just cook something and add it. All right. And for quick, easily adaptable meals, you might consider other things like stir fry tacos. That's really pretty Mm -hmm. easy. Individual pizzas using prepackaged crusts and everyone tops their own pizza. That's really good for you and me as well, because, Mm -hmm. I put tend to put more veggies and then the hot stuff on my side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. you not so much. No, I don't. And you know, that's another thing that can be actually a kind of a family activity too. If you're doing your build your own pizzas or like taco night and it would be really easy if you're doing tacos to do one, uh, one cook, one bowl of uh, vegan taco. I mean the, the uh, soy alternative taco meat what you know what i'm trying i know to what you're talking about the grounds the yeah uh, the yeah crumbles isn't that crumbles what yeah. yeah uh one portion of those and then also some ground beef for people who eat meat so really really still easy and then you know if you're okay with buying meat but you don't want to cook it you can also consider buying the pre-cooked ready-to-eat items from the supermarket uh for people in your household who do eat meat so things like rotisserie chicken or uh, if your store has a section for like hot to go foods, like Whole Foods has this, uh, some of the bigger HEBs have this where they ha- they actually have like the, they cook there and then they package up uh, meals oh, yeah. or like yeah. pork chops or things like that, uh, hamburgers, whatever. You can get those too, like chicken breasts and things already cooked and then you don't have to cook it. You just buy it. All right. Dining out. It's, uh, you know, there's, there are some good resources. Yelp has a lot of good links there within the application mm-hmm. that you can see the menu on mm-hmm. a lot of yes. the restaurants that are out there. So that's very helpful. And you want to check around your city or town for places where everyone in your household can find something to eat. I, I will tell you, I, you know, I don't, I'm pretty chill when it comes to the vegetarian thing, but it really irritates me when people say oh they have something for you there they have a salad yeah uh, no okay thanks <laughs> no especially Do I if have it's a long ears and a little uh, fuzzy tail <laughs> it's like it, that's not 
dinner to me unless it's no. some sort of heartier yeah. salad, which usually if it's like a steakhouse or something, it's not going to be. It's like You'd a little be side l- salad. Lucky with, to find yeah. a, a, a side salad. And even at that, remember there was one steakhouse we went to that they even had meat in the yeah. salad. That yeah. was crazy. You couldn't order it without meat. That it's was, like it came to like that. I'm like, <laughs> meat really? Salad. Meat salad. All right. With a lettuce, lettuce that's garnish. Just a, yeah, that's just a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. And and it's not that it has to be a vegetarian restaurant or anything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, even Mexican restaurants, there's some good options there. Mm-hmm. So, And if you're vegan, yes, that might be a little bit more limited. But um, yeah, that's that's why Yelp and... and uh, right. and, the happy well, cow is happy another cow, one right. has some good options there or right or you know just there. google the restaurant plus the word menu and i mean you'll find you'll find any unless it's a really teeny tiny hole in the wall restaurant you're gonna find the menu right you know and so kind of look ahead of time see what you can get uh the the other thing is compromise um take turns choosing where to go you know especially if you I mean, if you're just a couple or if you're a family with kids or if you're roommates, it doesn't matter. So take turns choosing where to go. So some places may have more items on their menu for vegetarians and less for meat eaters like uh, green vegetarian cuisine and in San Antonio, which is all vegetarian, Uh, you know, in some places like steakhouses or the other way around. Right. So kind of find some of each that the people in your household like, and then take turns choosing. Yeah. You know, and I have friends that they go to green and they're not even vegetarians Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's just good food. It's good. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So for date night, consider doing a restaurant crawl. Now this is a really good idea. It's like a pub crawl type thing. (laughs) So you go to two different places, one which caters to each person and then choose a mutually acceptable place for dessert. That makes the date last longer. That's a great idea. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I I read that uh, when I was doing research for this. And it's really a cool idea. So, you know, as long as you're picking a place where the other person can get something. So if one person wants a steakhouse and the other person wants, uh, you know, a vegetarian restaurant, then at least at the vegetarian restaurant, the steakhouse person could get a salad, right? And at the steak place the vegetarian could get a baked potato or fries or something you know so you're not just sitting there drinking a glass of water while the other person's eating a steak so as long as you can kind of get both get a full meal but just at two separate places but together (laughs) you know that's a really good idea yeah i think that's pretty cool all right that does it for our main topic hopefully you got some tips for Making everybody happy and keeping everybody smiling in your multivore household. Absolutely. Oh, one more, one more thing that uh-huh. I forgot to mention. Um, if you just can't find a place where everybody can go, just do takeout. <laughs> just do takeout. I mean, you can you know stop at two different places. Everybody picks up what they want and then go eat at home, watch a movie, play a game, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Recipe of the week. Recipe. Okay. So. Which peas and carrots member suggested it this week? Kelly Mare. Kelly. So, uh, and this, I, I chose this one because this is something that can be easily adapted. This is a vegan recipe. It's vegan dava chicken free chicken curry. And uh, it's from the Vegan Risha site. She has a lot of good Indian recipes. Uh, but. This one, even though it is vegan, it uses the meat, sub the fake meat chicken, uh, 
it, you can really easily adapt it to use some cooked chicken and you could divide the recipe in half, you know, add chicken to half and the uh, meat alternative to the other half and you'd have a meal for everybody. Uh, and just, just a note, I thought this was cool. So Daba, I looked up Daba cause I didn't know what that is. D H A B A. And it's, they are uh, the roadside restaurants in India and Pakistan. Huh. I thought that was pretty cool. I that learned something. Cool. Yeah. So thank you, Kelly, for uh, posting that in the Peas and Carrots Society Facebook group. All right. The quote of the week. Hmm? The quote this week comes from Michael J. Fox. And he said, the key to our marriage is the capacity to give each other a break and to realize that it's not how our similarities work together. It's how our differences work together. Oh, I like that. Yes. That reminded me of you and me. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> We, we know each other's strengths and we know each other's areas, uh, challenged areas. <laughs> <laughs> but we seem to make up, you know, eat for each other and wherever we're lacking. So Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's true. All right. So what's the question this week, Larissa? Okay. Well, it's pretty obvious. Uh, do you belong to a multivore household? Uh, what challenges, if you do, what challenges have you faced and how did you address them? Awesome. You can leave your comments on the show notes on www.vegetarianzen.com or you can head out to our Facebook page at Facebook forward slash vegetarian zen or better yet, why not join sit with us at the cool kids table. <laughs> head out to vegetarian. Uh, I'm sorry, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen to join our peas and carrot society, which is our closed Facebook group. And you will find a group of over 700 very supportive, chilled out vegetarian, vegan and veg curious folks sharing tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle oh, that sounds and like just this podcast <laughs> and uh you know just supporting each other and sharing recipes and sharing pet pictures and sharing all sorts of cool stuff so right and head uh, out there yeah speaking of support if you would like to support the show we do have a campaign active on patreon and it's basically just a way for people to support to to donate to support artists creators uh podcasters that they appreciate and the w the money that we get from that monthly does help go towards our expenses of uh, running the podcast because it isn't free it does cost us some money so hosting media hosting web hosting and we've been doing this for like a that. very long time yeah, we've been doing this years. three and a half years now that's crazy right. and you know not to mention i mean you can donate as much as as much as little as a dollar a month and you get some cool uh cool swag to go cool to go with Zen swag with some of the levels in. and very exciting our shop is about to open yes. pretty soon right so yes. we're gonna have a shop where we have you will see a lot of this swag out there and uh in the meantime though we also have a another way you can support the show is to head out to our our uh website vegetarianzen.com and click on the favorite products tab you will find a ton of our favorite products that we either use or were highly recommended to us from a trusted source and this is actually a link out to our amazon store and those are our affiliate links so anything you purchase through there amazon kicks us back a couple of bucks at no extra cost to you but one of the things as i was perusing that our store again just to make sure it was kind of up to date mm -hmm. is i saw one of our favorite purchases 
of the last couple of years was a extra large shopping cart that we purchased oh, yes. to help us at the farmer's market. Now it's starting to cool down in San Antonio. We can finally come out of we our can houses. use our extra large <laughs> shopping cart. Yeah, we can come out of our houses and head down to the farmer's market. This thing is so great for putting all your stuff in, in at the farmer's market. So mm-hmm. we really... It has wheels and a handle. Yes. It has so, a place for your water. And it's not... It's not it's, it says it's extra large, but it, it's collapsible. And it's not too obnoxiously mm-hmm. large. So you're not going to stand out like you just took a grocery cart <laughs> from, the, from the local grocer. Yeah. No, these are really awesome to have. And as you're kind of throwing things in, in from the diff- different vendors, it's mm-hmm. great to have and just unload easily. And like Larissa said, collapsible is right in your trunk yep all right i think that does it for our episode this week until next time peace out bye thanks for joining us today on vegetarian zen we've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet you can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. until next time wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind